This might be the perfect comedy. Yeah. There's a really good equal distribution of time spent watching the rise of Billy Ray and the fall of Winthorpe. What's your favorite scene? Oh, Jesus Christ. When he takes the watch in. It's Bo Diddley, right? Yeah. He's like, man, that watch is so hot. It's smoking. <laughs> and he's just like, hot. Do you mean to imply stolen? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a rush for card. The thinnest water-resistant watch in the world. Singularly unique, sculpted in design, handcrafted in Switzerland, and water-resistant to three atmospheres. This is the sports watch of the 80s. Bo is like, you got a receipt? <laughs> I'll give you like uh, 300 bucks. Look, it tells time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Rome, and Stad. <laughs> in Philadelphia, it's worth 50 bucks. <laughs> How much for that gun? How much for that gun? <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Thanos snapping things is dangerous work. And the one thing you have to be careful of is not to Thanos snap away the best mortgage dealer out there, and that's Sonic Loans. Charlie is the only person out there, and his group, his family, that's finding the best percentages to get you into the best mortgage to make sure that you have the best experience possible. I can't stress this enough. The Fed is hiking the rate again. You need to go to Charlie and his team at Sonic Loans and get ready to hop into a 15-year, 30-year, fixed, adjustable. You could even still refinance. I mean, I know that the rates aren't great right now, but they are definitely providing the best rates out there and they're making sure you don't get ripped off in the process. So again, reach out to Sonic Loans, Charlie and his team, and make sure that you're telling them what you need because they're going to take care of you. They'll Thanos snap the rate by a quarter. Split in half? You got it. Yeah. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. If you took the wrong Landis movies and made them disappear, you'd have uh, slander, libel. Landis needed a- You can't handle the truth. <laughs> but Bolton Legal Group, they're going to make sure that whatever legal trouble you get into outside of accidentally killing someone with a child labor law <laughs> in a helicopter accident on the shooting of a film, that you're going to be totally fine. Bird law, you know I'm big into bird law. Real estate law, Number one. business law. Bolton Legal Group, Ian and the team are going to make sure that you have a good experience dealing with the legal system. Have you been watching like all the terror, like the, the guy who ran his car into the parade, like his legal stuff? <laughs> he's making a fort. Oh, he's. <laughs> this is why you need Bolton Legal Group to make sure that you're not crazy. Yeah. So reach out to Ian, tell him the buzz in the tower sent you, and they will take care of your legal needs ASAP and make sure you are on the right end of a wrong situation. Today's episode, Thanos snapping the work of John Landis. When Thanos collected all six of the Infinity Stones, the Mad Titan snapped his fingers, erasing half of all living things in the universe. And don't get me wrong, that sounds terrible, but at least the remaining half had access to the three amigos and coming to America. And that leads us to today's episode. Imagine, if you dare, a Thanos snap that would murder half of the 1980s John Landis collection. I know it's too hard to even consider. But today on Buzz in the Tower, that's exactly what we'll do, as we pick our favorites and protect half of the work of Mr. Landis. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Coleman to my Billy Ray, Max Sanders. And with that, oh, it was a dream. I dreamt the whole thing. It was just a bad dream. Morning, Mo. Merry Christmas. Coleman, I had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. I lost my job, my house. Penelope hated me. It was all because of this awful co-host it was the dukes it was the dukes you're a dead man sanders <laughs> are we just gonna talk trading places for an we hour certainly can <laughs> oh max best philadelphia movie oh max what? no philadelphia was the best philadelphia movie what about rocky yeah probably rocky too philadelphia's sad it's super- tom hanks has aids hey <laughs> <laughs> was that movie with Tom Hanks? <laughs> I, I all I know is you said Philadelphia. It, everything you, he does is a stitch. You literally said it like some like newsy on the corner. Tom Hanks has AIDS. <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> read all about it. <laughs> hey Max, guess what? What? Lions won. They did. Forward down the field <laughs> against the stinkiest of cheeses. Hey, did they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Did they? Ah, uh, 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 It's a it's a binary question. Yes or no. That's not real Aaron Did Rogers. they? <laughs> yes. Thank you. When was the last time you did that? Nixon was president? <laughs> I don't know, but the last time that the Lions had two rookies with interceptions in a game was 1952. <laughs> really? It was literally something <laughs> like that. It was the same year they won the world championship. <laughs> Yo, world, X-Tree, X-Tree. Tom Hanks has AIDS and the Lions <laughs> win the next. <laughs> I know the actual year. It's 1956. You won. Well, they won a few. Na- they've won a few world championships. Okay, yeah, not just one. Okay, before they were the Lions, you know, they were the world championship Lions, and the up and coming Mona to- city, Mona city that Detroit, rolling off the line with those fresh Cadillacs. <laughs> they got the horsepower to do this, the drivetrain to win. Oh man, <laughs> and the Henry Ford spirit of togetherness. I'm gonna be. Sick. Oh wait, <laughs> I'm gonna barf all over myself. But they did win. Yeah, I'll take a W anytime I can. Max, welcome to the show. Hello, it's good to see you. I'm very excited. Well, we're recording a little late tonight because you were off 
Fro- at, frolicking with the fiance at a, at a wedding expo. Yeah. What does one do at a wedding expo? Uh, you like sample all these cakes, which was fun. <laughs> you oh, you're not going to believe this. son of a gun. One of the uh, DJ people, I was like, she looks familiar. She worked at uh, Schmorschmeepers oh, back in the day. At work there as a DJ? I know, as a... As a waitress, her, okay. name, her name was Claire. Claire, yeah, Claire. And, and she met she met her husband at Smorshmeepers. <laughs> of all the fake names you can come up with, that one bothers me the most. <laughs> Joey Jojo oh, Junior Shabadoo. Dear God, <laughs> Joey Jojo, come back. She must have she must have seen you and been like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, like, I am engaged, I my am. lady. Yeah, extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. Max is engaged. It's gonna be fun. So sick of hearing about your stupid wedding. Uh, <laughs> Surprise yourself there? I did. It came out of my mind. I learned something new about myself. It's so true. I'm like, I'm a bitter, terrible human. Uh, So, Max, I feel like we haven't recorded forever because we were... Were you out of town? Was I out of town? What happened? Why couldn't we record last weekend? My dad was in town. Your dad was in town for the Michigan-Michigan State game. Yeah, go blue. Wow. That was a rough... Rough outing for our Spartan friends and fans out there. Yeah, huh? whatever. Yeah, whatever. They're second-rate citizens anyways. Hey, so, why can't? Why wasn't Jesus born in East Lansing? I don't know. Because there's not a wise man or three virgins in East Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> how, about, how about what is a... What's a <laughs> that's really good. What do you call a Michigan... What's, well, I don't know. What's the, what's the difference between... What's the difference between a large pizza and a Michigan State grad? Don't answer it if you know it. I don't know. One it. of them can afford to feed a family of three. <laughs> What do you call an MSU grad that goes to Michigan Law School? I mean, Michigan Med School. You blew it. Damn it. You can't do that one now because you blew it. A cadaver. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what's a DJ's favorite type of pasta? Marinara. Mar- marinara sauce. <laughs> I told that to someone and they thought it was great. I, I totally stole it from Max. It was really good. We should probably get back to the show. Yeah, 80s. Um, 80s. Yeah, that's we are doing Buzz in the Tower. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower. If you've never visited our beautiful show before, this is a taste, just a taste of what you can have. If you want more, I highly recommend subscribe. Whatever you're listening to, it could be on Spotify, it could be on Apple Podcasts. There is the ability to subscribe, to follow, it's and so leave easy. reviews. One button. So, it's so easy Max can do it. Yeah. That's the shirt we should be selling on the website. <laughs> so easy Max can do it. It's like washing dishes. I uh, wash my dishes. I know. Yeah. My dishes. I have trouble talking. I'll go shampoo. <laughs> shampoo is better. <laughs> you do have t- trouble talking. Yeah. So if you have not done that yet, please do. In addition to that, head on over to any social media platform you have access to. If you're uh, if you're big on the Elon Musk Twitter, we're on there. If you're big on the China the China TikTok, head <laughs> we, on over we, there. We can get verified now for yeah. two hundred fifty oh, bucks. Deal. Yeah. Sign me up. Blue check mark. Is that okay to do? Is that kind of not cool now? Because I don't want to talk about politics. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, at Buzz in the Tower, B U Z Z N. You can go to our website too, buzzinthetower.com. Pick up officially licensed merchandise and Max, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. And I believe we have a couple new patrons who are waiting to join us who want to buzz the tower. Should we come and let them in? Got to do a Top Gun quote. I know. I got to find one quickly. <laughs> Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. Max, you don't have time to think up here. If you think, you're dead. You've definitely done that one before. Max, what? you don't have time to think up here. <laughs> you think, you're dead. Max, our Patreon You told is, me not to think. Our, I did tell you not to think. <laughs> our uh, our Patreon is a... What, what are you making a face about? 
Oh no, that was Miles Teller's face after Tom Tom Cruise told him in the new Top you Gun. Better calm down, right? By the way, now. Miles Teller is having the best time ever. Have you seen him at the World Series? He's had the time of his life. Yeah, he's never felt this way before. <laughs> I swear it's the truth. He was in Flashdance, but too. he owes it all to you. Oh, wait, no, he was in uh, Footloose, the new one. I've been waiting for some. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some new patrons. Two Iceman. Yeah, men. Iceman. Iceman. Friend. Mouth chomps. There you go. <laughs> we got Sean Lang. Welcome to the party. Good name. Coming in hot. As an Iceman. Sounds like a quarterback. Huge fan of Big Trouble in Little China. Has yep. listened to our Ghostbusters episode five times. And, five. Uh, five. Time. Nine <laughs> times. And then we've got Andrew Needham. Now listen. I'm saying it. I need him. I'm saying it right. Need him. Barely killed him. But uh, it's spelled N-E-E-D-H-A-M. So need ham. No, it's. I I, I, I wish it was. If he had a question mark after his last name, I would I would say we've got Andrew Needham. <laughs> but I can't say it. I have to say Needham. And he came in also. I don't know anything about him. Need him. If you're listening. He's from Europe, I think. I, if you're listening, type he paid us, us in stuff Euros. about you. Yeah, I, I, I do love our, our golden Euros. <laughs> that little E, you're it's, like, mm. I'm like, we're international <laughs> superstars, Mo and Max. I have to tell you, as always, I want to know more about these people. We'll connect with you on Patreon. We'll make sure that we get more information on you. But from the deepest, darkest regions of Max and Mai's sweet, sweethearts, we both want to say... Thank you. My God, Max. <laughs> you put your arm out normally. No, that's fair. And take two. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Uh, Saunders. Thanks. Good morning. What? Thanks. Todd. Thanks. Ren. Thank you for... Uh, Thank you. Keeping all of that. I wound up. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you stroked on me. I was like, I see the, the glister, the glimmer in his eye. Remember me? <laughs> Remember me, Eddie? <laughs> when I killed your brother <laughs> and I talked just like this. That's my next TikTok, by the way. <laughs> I just go nightmare fuel. Good. <laughs> it really is scary. It's good. His eyes fall out. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. good. Bruce Almighty, what do you think? It's good. It's good. It's good. Because good. 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 Uh, my tiny little nipples went to France. <laughs> that felt good, Max. That it felt real good. Felt natural. Other than you blowing it, but it was good other than that. Max, uh, so here's the deal. We did a Thanos snapping the work of John Hughes. Yep. And that was tough. That was fun. That was fun. Huge argument over weird science and great outdoors. Did we go chronological on snapping or how did we do it? I have no recollection of how we did it. No, we went with the obvious, the like. The ones that we knew we wanted to get rid of. Knew knew we wanted to get rid of and the ones we knew we wanted to keep. And and then then we we really argued in the middle. Got it. Okay. I'm with that. Yeah. So with that, uh, we're only doing the movies that John Landis directed in the 80s and we're not doing partial directing or small vignette. No, we're not doing thriller no twilight zone we're not doing twilight zone because he didn't direct the whole movie yeah although he did murder someone during it did you did you watch his part of twilight zone it's terrible yeah do you remember it's funny when but we the had, dan Aykroyd, albert brooks in the car yes that's really really funny. really funny i don't think he did anything though i think like they just improvised it's just them singing like bonanza do you remember when we had brian volk weiss on the show yeah and he talked to us about john landis how he was a jerk yeah oh not just a jerk but like a little bit they were surprised they even got him on there to say some of the things he did because yeah. the whole eddie murphy not good blood between the two of them business. yeah coming to america was rough yeah for them. it was yeah uh, but we can get all into that in a minute um before we jump into the movies do you want to talk a little bit about john landis yeah all right well hit me with your facts homie he's a jew 
Bum, 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 bum. I felt like hit me with the horns. Thing, no. You know? No. Didn't didn't get it. You didn't get from the thing that I wrote? So just give me a minute. And let me clear my throat. You're like so white you're see-through. I can't yeah, picture when you do rap stuff. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> you're like 2% milk, chalk, and- Just that, calm down. Okay. You just calm down the, right now. The sky. All right, talk to me. What do you got on Landis? He's Jewish. He is. All right. You got anything else? That's D- it. Don't tell, Con- <laughs> don't tell Kanye. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Oh, man. Uh, born August 3rd, 1950. Yep. He, Chicago born, and he claims Chicago raised. He moved to L.A. when he was four months old, but he considers himself a Chicago. Yeah, I, I, Chicagoan? I, I, yeah. No, through the movies, like his dedicate, like you watch the Blues Brothers, yeah. like his love for Chicago as a city, unparalleled. Besides John Hughes. John Hughes. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's parallel. I was like, easy easy yeah. on the unparalleled business. Son of Shirley Levine and Marshall Landis, who was an interior designer and decorator. And he still, like I said, he still refers to himself as a Chicago guy. He's a White Sox fan. Poor him. Started as a male guy at 20th Century Fox. I think he was a stuntman for a little bit. He used to do horse falls. He was, yeah. yeah. He's also an actor. Yep. Yeah. He, he's in a few of these he's movies. He's been in a bunch of movies. So um, one of the things that I, I think I've told you this fact before, but I don't remember for sure. My favorite John Landis fact is from the Muppet movie. What is it? You don't remember this, do you? No. So at the very end of the Muppet movie, mm-hmm. so you remember the Muppet movie is like, it's telling really the story of Jim Henson and his friends yeah. coming from the swamp and wanting to go to Hollywood. And it's a very Shrek story. It's, yeah, it's get on my Shrek donkey. <laughs> It's not Shrek at all. But at the end, they finally make it in Hollywood. And when they make it in Hollywood, they're putting together the first scene or not the first scene, but like the opening sequence. And they're in this big studio and they're shooting the scenes. And all of a sudden, everything starts falling down and the roof caves in and a rainbow shoots through the roof onto what amounts to every single Muppet ever. It's not just the Kermit Muppet crew. You also also see like Big Bird. You see all of Sesame Street. And it's... I think it starts off with Kermit singing and he's like, life's like a movie, write your own ending, keep keep pretending. You and your Muppets. Yeah. Get to the point. So because they had so many characters that were being done, Henson and Frank Oz were boys with Landis. They're like, hey, listen, come over to the studio. We need you to work Grover for us in this shot. So he was Grover in that shot. That's cool. And they have this like relationship where they do tons of cameos in each other's movies. Frank Oz is in Spies Like Us. You know, he's in every single... Uh, John Landis movie. No, even as, like, I know he's in Werewolf in London. No, even as like a mention, like oh. even like oh Frank Ozawitzki, please come to the front or something like that. So in American Werewolf in London, he is both in the movie and also they show the Muppet Show in the background on like the TV. I think when he's in the yeah. hospital, Frank Oz is the police officer in Trading Places. Spies like us, he's the spies mediator. like us. He's the mediator when they're taking the test. Yeah, and I'm not remembering others, but you're probably right. Yeah, we're gonna go through all of them. Anyways, I just love that they're all boys with each other and they're friends. Like, yeah, it's very I, cool. They, that he's involved with that is, is a lot. And then Landis is in, I believe, the Muppets Take Manhattan. He's one of the or one of like the Manhattan guys who says no to his script. He seems yeah. like he seems like a decent actor. Yeah. He's yeah. funny. He's yeah. a funny dude. Yeah. Um what else do I know about him? He got shrimp poisoning on the set of Thriller. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> which is so random. I so, love shrimp. So shrimp related information is important to me. So when he was 21. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, speaking of people who are young. No, that's weird. No, it's not at all. What yeah. do you got? What, what, what are you about to say? <laughs> There's a fan that reached out to us on oh, Instagram. Oh, you told me about this kid. Yeah, yeah mention the kid. Mention uh, the kid. His name is Brendan Schell. Schnell? Shell, is that right? Uh, you're an illiterate. S e h e l l. So where'd you get the n? I don't know. Based on that. Yeah. Yeah. So how Nigeria. it's shell? I don't know. Shell. Yeah. Does he need ham? No, he's just he's, he's 
He's 18. He's like, dude, I like the 80s. Thanks for doing your thing. I was like, cool. I'll shout you out. He goes, no way. So he's going into the Air Force in January for school. Thank you for your service, yeah. young man. And he loves Top Gun. He's obviously. already tougher than you. 100% yeah. tougher than and you. And real genius and weird science. Really? So and 18. I Top Gun I get, but real genius. I mean, and I, weird science. I kind of love that. I think Chris Knight is like. When you're 15 to 22, he's your hero. All right. Yeah. Well, nowadays, though? Yeah. I mean, you got, you got the Jonas Brothers. You got all types of the people. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> all right. Good shout out. That's I like that. It's yeah. Good. All right. Go back to Landis. What do you got on Landis? At 21, he had his directing debut with Schlock, which was a monster movie tribute. And the gorilla suit was made by Rick Baker, who became his longtime partner and who's like the king of, you know. Any relation to Rick James? No. Okay. He's <laughs> he's done most of uh, Landis's movies. What the five fingers say to the face? Slap. Slap. <laughs> And I'm Rick James, Max. <laughs> and because of Schlock, he was on The Tonight Show or The Late Show with uh, Johnny Carson. Yep. No, no, with David Letterman. Sure. Sorry. And David Zucker saw him on The Late Show and was like, I want him to direct my Kentucky Fried movie. Have you seen Kentucky Fried movie? I need to. I hear it's, it's, incre- I hear it's, it's incredible. Wild. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very funny. So I got a couple items for you. Yep. Five of his movies were nominated for the AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs. That's like the top 100 funniest movies yeah. in the past 100 years. The five movies that were nominated, Kentucky Fried Movie, which you need to see. National Lampoon Animal House, which is heartbreaking, was in 78, or we talk about it all the time I'm on the zit. show. Have you Get watched it? it yet? Because I know I fought with you. I'm a zit. It. Get I it. Well, you yeah. know the one scene. I mean, you watched I, it. You made me watch it. I did make you watch it. Yeah. The Blues Brothers, An American Werewolf in London, and Trading Places. Spies Like Us isn't there? Nope. Oh. Spies Like Us is hilarious, but it is not like a... Well, I've been jumping ahead. Doctor? Yeah. Doctor? <laughs> doctor? Doctor? <laughs> oh, God. It's really good. Um, he married Deborah Nadelman. Or yes. Noodleman. Noonan. Oh. Danny Noonan's mother. <laughs> Who's a costume designer for Animal House, Blues Brothers, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Three Amigos. Sure. Talk about some iconic stuff. Do you think she like designed the hat for Indy? Or did she make the Three Amigos... Uh, like? Outfits? outfits yeah great i mean that's pretty freaking cool you the, know, blue, the blues brothers she made the blues, the brothers blues stuff? brother stuff yeah, yeah. Do, do you know how hard it is for me every single time you bring up the three amigos to not immediately start you do you do no not even that or that's just going to all for each other or yeah. or uh my little buttercup got the sweetest smile a plethora of yeah. smiles we're gonna have arguments about three oh amigos. boy uh so close friends with george lucas um he actually offered landis the opportunity to direct howard the duck <laughs> really well you know why he declined it no. Remember the police chase scene? He said it was too similar to Blues Brothers. <laughs> Little did he know the bullet that he ducked by not having to do that movie. Yeah. Um, he was also asked to direct National Lampoon Vacation in 83, but he was busy doing American Werewolf in London, so he didn't do that. He considers American Werewolf in London to be his masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, I know, you wrong. and I are going to fight about that. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis wanted him to direct Meatballs in 79. That's cool. But he was busy with the Blues Brothers. So there's a lot of these. It's He was widely considered to be a comedic genius. So he got pulled a lot of times to do these movies. The other one I had, which was incredible to me, he was asked to direct big, but he was doing Coming to America. Okay, that's a fair trade. That's a totally fair trade. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, Penny Marshall did a great job. I'm it's, not, it's too her. little kiddish for him. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to analyze what made John Landis so unique. It's because he was very racy and he's, R-rated. He's, he was R-rated. He's, yeah, but he's excessive in yeah, everything he does. So sure. he, he goes violence, nudity. Really rated gore, yeah, gore, yeah. really rated our comedy. Yeah, he always pushes the envelope, and it's really cool. Uh, Blues Brothers wasn't too the car act, the car scene, yeah, but the car scene was over the top, but the actual like gratuity of either violence, nudity, language it wasn't that bad. No, but he went over the top with the musical, yeah, you're and, right, you're and right, the you're right, you're right, and you're also right. he had Nazis, yeah, there like, were Nazis. He, yeah, he just like he, he didn't like him, he goes. <laughs> He goes to the extreme of everything. It's very interesting that his career just faltered after the 80s. Like, not, he did nothing. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's a reason for that. 
Why? What was it? The whole, I mean, he, he was not blacklisted, but I mean, he. Uh, coming, coming to America was after the. I know. And that was, that was iffy at best. Yeah. By the way. Well, he, no, no. That, he did Oscar in 91, which yeah. I love. Not a lot of people like Oscar with Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Have you seen Oscar? No. It, it's good. I, well, if you yeah. like Stallone, you'll yeah. like Oscar. But you got to remember, it's not like he was blacklisted because he got Beverly Hills Cop 3. It just stunk. Oh, I think he got Beverly Hills Cop 3 because he was blacklisted. Nobody, who else was jumping for that? You think Spielberg wanted that? I think a ton of, what do you mean? The first two were awesome and made a ton of money. Max. People don't, people didn't want to do that. I don't think was Eddie did. done at that point. I think well, th- that's a great point. Think about if someone comes up to you and you're a director in the 80s or early 90s and says, "I've got Eddie Murphy attached to this. Do you want on board?" Absolutely, take my firstborn child. Yeah. At the time they did Coming to America, excuse me. At the time they did Beverly Hills Cop three, he had had a ton of stinkers, dude. Was this before Nutty? Prof- no, it was after. Even Nutty Professor was an aberration. Think yeah. about how much garbage like Daddy Daycare. I like life. Pluto Nash. Life is good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, so you got any other? I'm, I might have one or two more. Uh, he lived in Beverly Hills and Rock Hudson's estate for a long time. So he does like a, he has a love for Hollywood and he has two kids named Max and Rachel. So Max, yay. And he's an atheist. So. Ah, I did know he was an atheist. Yeah, so no God for him. And the movie that inspired him to become a director was when he watched Seventh Voyage. God, that's not a word. Uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, which is a movie. I've never seen it. you seen it? I, I did not. Yeah. Uh, he was also attached to do Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that would have been fun. Uh, and what else? Problem Child. Universal originally wanted him to do that. He turned it down because he didn't want to make kids' movies. To your point. Yeah. He didn't have any taste for the kids' movies. And he's a great writer, too. Have you seen the movie Nothing But Trouble? No. It's hot garbage from Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's a very weird script. It's uh, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Demi Moore. That sounds awesome. It, you need to watch it. Yeah. But he, Early they, 90s? Well, 91. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd, who's boys with John Landis, wanted him to do it. And he just hated the script so much. He wanted nothing to do with it. It's <laughs> it's super, super weird. Yeah. Like, it's like got, weird. It's got, uh, what's his face? Uh, R.I.P. Uh, the Humpty Dance guy from Digital Underground. I oh, can't yeah. think of his name. I always thought he was Tupac. So he was, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> He in the movie, like him and his friends get like arrested and yeah. they like sing their way out of getting arrested. <laughs> I think they sing the Humpty Dance. I could be wrong. Sweet. You see they're making house. Stop pa- what you're doing because I'm, I'm about, about to ruin. ruin. Yeah. You see they're making House Party three. No, but that's amazing. What? There's already House Party three. It's got to be four. I think it's three. Oh, maybe it's four. I yeah. think there's a House Party three. And they're in LeBron James's house. <laughs> yeah. Kid and play, man. Yeah. House Party one. Yeah. There were. There's for sure two. Yeah. Because I've seen one and two. Yeah. House Party 1 was the OG. Yeah. House Party 2, they were in college, and I think it was called like a Pajama Jammy Jam or something. (laughs) Well, I got to look this up. Yeah, dude. House Party 2 was in 91. Yeah. House Party 3 was in 94. House Party 4 was in 2000. So this is House Party 5. That's awesome. (laughs) Cinco. I love a good house party. It's good stuff. Project X. Project X. To the break of dawn. Project X is not like House Party, (laughs) just so we're on the same page. I love Project X. To level set on that. Uh, All right, Max, any other... Any 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 other... <laughs> Any other facts about about me. Mr. Landis before we hop into his films from the 80s? Uh, let's go over his filmography. Filmography. Do you want to do his entire filmography or just 80s? Uh, just 80s, because okay, who 80s. cares about the rest? All right. So 1980, he does The Blues Brothers. Yep. 1981, An American Werewolf in London. 82, direct-to-video called Coming Soon. Yep. About, I know we're not covering that today, nope. but I'm just going to list it. Documentary about monster movies. Yep. 83, Trading Places. Oh. 80, also in 83, Twilight Zone, because he didn't direct the entire thing. We're not counting it. And the Thanos snap. So bad. Also in 1983, he directed Thriller, but we're not counting because it's not a full we feature should. film. No, we should not. It's like 15 minutes. 85, he did Disneyland's 30th anniversary celebration. It was a TV special. He directed that. Did you watch that? Nope. I did not. 85, the next movie that we would cover, Into the Night. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, uh, 1985 he did one episode of george burns's comedy week uh, okay <laughs> also in 95 he did the music video of paul mccartney 
for Spies Like Us. Did you know that Paul McCartney did a song for the no, movie Spies it was like, like a, Us? No, it was Paul McCartney's last top 10 hit. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, also then in 90, uh, 1985, Spies Like Us, he directed. Uh, in 85, he did B.B. King, Into the Night. 86, The Three Amigos. <laughs> yeah. 87, Amazon Women from the Moon. Again, we're not doing that movie because he only did a segment. A segment. A segment of it. Yeah. Uh, 88, Coming to America. And that and closes out the He took the, the rest 80s. of the decade off. Yep, he was done. Two year break after that one. Not two year, because that was the latest movie to come out in 88. So, okay, you got me. A year and yeah. a half, or a year and a month, or yeah. a year and a day, a year. whatever. He took a a year. year. Okay, Max, fine. God. <laughs> I believe that takes us to the part of the show where we start talking about snapping what we're going to snap. So, I, I think the best way, as you mentioned, to do this is we cover the one that we for sure would jettison yep. out of the list. Okay. So, I think we're going to have the same one that we would kill, um, and it's Into the Night. Oh. You I, like that? I really did. But you'd keep it over others? No. Oh, no, no. We I, we have to have a consensus. So if that's... No, no. So, is that one of your bottom two? No. Okay, then then we'll, we're not going to start with that. Okay. All right, give me the one that... Give me one of your bottom twos. I hate to say this. It's, if you say the three amigos were shutting down the no, show right now. No, no, no. It's, it's too fatty a movie, the Blues Brothers. I, so I'm with you. Now, this is a very unpopular opinion. I know. I, and I, I... But at the end of the day, it's our show, and we happen to agree on this. I'm not a huge fan of the Blues Brothers. It's too I, long. I don't get it. You don't? I don't get it. Okay. I'm not... I love the Aretha Franklin. I love the blues Carrie and the Fisher's jazz. Fun. Carrie Fisher's great in this movie. Yeah. John Candy's great in this movie. Orange it's a, Whip. It's a, Orange it's a fun movie. Yep. But if we're talking about this surviving at the expense of other films he did in the 80s yeah. surviving, for me, there's no way. The 150 car pileup is pretty cool. It is very cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the Blues Brothers. 1980. It's a long two hours and 13 minutes. Yeah, it should be a tight hour and a half. Yeah. It's uh, John Landis directed, written by Dan Aykroyd and John Landis, based on the characters from Saturday Night Live skit. I think a lot of the reason why people love this is like, and I get it, it's because of the Belushi effect, right? Like, this was John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd doing John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. It is, but also, you got to remember, this was like a new edition of cool. Like, you've never seen two guys, like two white guys who liked the blues and wore like these weird suits and sunglasses and talk kind of monotone. It was weird. It's 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 It, I, it was a new cool. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. So, after the release of J Jake Blues from prison, he and his brother Elwood go to visit the Penguin, the last of the nuns who raised them in an orphanage. They learn that the archdiocese will stop supporting the school and will sell the place to the education authority. The only way to keep the place open is if the $5,000 tax lien on the property is paid within 11 days. The Blues Brothers want to help and decide to put their blues band back together, raise the money by staging a big gig. Yeah. It's a fun idea. It is. These two guys who are like bad guys, right, are yeah. trying to do good. They're on a mission from God. Yeah. And and they're trying to help the orphanage. I, I dig it. It's it's they not the worst thing in the world. got a full tank of gas, half pack of cigarettes. It's dark and they're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Permission to film in downtown Chicago was given after Belushi and Aykroyd offered to donate $50,000 to a charity at filming. That's very cool. I thought it was very cool. Do you, know, um, do you know where Steven Spielberg is in this movie? He has a cameo. No. Yeah. Do you? No. But I know he's in it. You couldn't have looked that up? I should have. All the time you have in the world, all the free time when you're (laughs) these stupid wedding expos, you couldn't do one thing? Hold on. You you do that while I continue. Here's some crazy stuff. Carrie Fisher was engaged to Dan Aykroyd during the shoot shortly after he saved her from choking by applying the Heimlich maneuver. I bet he like gave her an extra big like uh, piece of steak. You made that weird. Good for you. Super weird Sanders. That's what they call you. At the, uh, oh my God, this is him. At the county clerk's office. He's, uh, you know, like the back in five minutes guy with yeah. the suit and tie. Like You're all nerdy. Yeah. All look, right, well, look, look how nerdy he looks. Let me see. You're right. That's yeah. him. You are correct. Doesn't look like him. Uh, the record was 103 cars that were wrecked during filming. Mm. So, oh, I'm sorry. A world record of 103 cars were wrecked during filming. The Junk Man in 1982 broke the record two years later, wrecking 150. You are incorrect. 
103 is what they did. Two years later, it was broken by the junk man that did 150. Yeah. And then the Matrix Matrix with 300 cars. Yeah. Yeah. Matrix were loaded. Uh, Belushi was nicknamed the black hole because he went through hundreds of pairs of sunglasses during production. (laughs) He'd do a scene and then he'd just toss them off. Yeah. Which is great. Okay. So we're getting this out of here. All right. You feel okay with this? Yeah. I feel good. All right. Thanos snap. Snap. Hold on. I got you. Hold on. Snaplicious. Okay. Yeah. I'll get a sound effect, maybe. So, Max, I think that takes us to the, the. If you didn't want to do it then, do we do it now? Uh, yeah, let's do into the night. All right, into the night, 1985. Now, let me let me qualify it. This is absolutely like I would say this to Brendan if he was like, "What movies should I watch from the 80s?" I would still tell him to go watch the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers is a great 80s movie. I actually feel like Into the Night is a good example of like a hidden gem that if you like Michelle Pfeiffer and if you like Goldblum and you like Landis, you should watch this movie. I just can't justify keeping it based on the other films that I want to keep. So written by Ron Coslow, you got Goldblum, Pfeiffer, Stacy Pickering. Do you know who else wrote this movie? Who else wrote it? Randy Newman. It was the one movie he ever wrote. Wait, do I have this right? No, it's I think it's another movie. I don't think that he wrote this. <laughs> I don't think any of that's right. Are we talking about Major League? Um, Farts. Cleveland City of... Didn't he sing that song? Isn't that Randy Newman? <laughs> yeah. He did the toy story. You got, you a, friend got a friend. You got David Cronenberg in this. You oh, got... You, got you, d- you should know this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Randy Newman wrote Three Amigos. No. Yeah, look at it. <laughs> Shut up. Now you feel stupid. That's great. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. That's where the great music came from. He's the burning bush, too. He's the he's, Shut up. He's the voice. Yeah. No way. Look it up. She'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> She'll be coming around the mountain. Yeah. That's amazing. So never mind. That's a that's something great. But this is a very gold bloomy movie. Ed Oaken. Yeah. Good old Edric. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Max. He's just very cool and collect. Although Man, there's some weird... Like, talk Take about a the- deep breath. Take a deep breath. After discovering that his wife cheated on him, an insomniac aerospace engineer accidentally meets and tries to help a beautiful model on the run from some extremely dangerous people. Including Landis. Yes. Who shoot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> when they murder the dog, did you just it's like... Throw it? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good with this movie. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting. I feel like Landis was having trouble deciding if he wanted to be... Carpenter or Hughes? This is a Hitchcock uh, dedication. Hitchcockian? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he said this is his Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Like, remember the murder scene when he, like, walks into the, like, the hotel, like, penthouse and everyone's dead? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I thought but it was. I, I didn't. The only movie I've ever seen with Michelle Pfeiffer in it that I don't like is Grease 2. Lady Hawk. I, I don't hate Lady Hawk. You do. I'm just not in love with it like other no, people are. No, you hate Lady Hawk. I do Hawk. hate Lady Hawk. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather watch, like, like, Be- like da- I'd rather watch Beastmaster. You than, like than Dangerous Minds? It's a bad movie. I do like Dangerous Minds. Really? Oh, absolutely. As I walk through the valley, valley of, of the, the shadow, shadow of death. death. R.I.P. Coolio. Yeah. Can you believe he died? <laughs> Did you see what his friend wrote on his Twitter? No, I'm sure something terrible. Hold on, you need to look this up right now. It's worth it. <laughs> what do you got, Max? Yeah, I don't think I can say it. I'm sending it to you and see if you no, can... just read it. Okay. I'll, I'll bleep out whatever okay. I have. Yeah, just just read it. Okay, it's from Virgil at the real Virgil on Twitter. It's a picture of him, Coolio, and this blonde thirty something. And it goes, "Man at Coolio, my brother. We hit it all across the land, man. I'm broken about this. Here is some blonde begging us both for some meat sauce. R.I.P. My bro. Yeah, I for sure can. <laughs> I'll be. I had to bleep out quite a bit of that, but there you go. <laughs> Jesus, Max. 
And <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, Max. We're ready to get back to it. Yeah. Okay. So now. So what? by the way, how many how many total directorial films do we have that we're going seven. over? Seven. So we have to kill either three or four. Yeah. I think we say we kill four. Okay. And save three. Sounds good. That makes it tougher on us, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've killed two. So what's your first kill? Those are the first two kills. Yeah, I brought them up though. I brought both up. Well, no, I I had my list too. Those are my kills too. Okay. What well, are you What are you confused? I'm about? saying you start on the next one. All right. Well, things are getting a little tougher now, Max. What do you got? Don't do what I think you're gonna do, and freak out, man. <laughs> Not gonna do what everybody thinks I'm gonna do. Two large pizzas, lots of water, <laughs> Ben and Jerry's, Funyuns. I'm really, really. This is where it gets tough, right? Because really, at this point, we got two down, and we have five to go. Five to go. Yeah, that's math. And we have to kill two of those five. <laughs> Thanks. So the two of the five. Thanks for explaining so math. We're to coming me. to America. Three amigos. Hot snow falls spies up. Spies like us. Yep. American werewolf in London. And trading places. Yep. All right. Let me do this. You no, know, let's say I'm going to jump around. Let me go to the one. Let me go to the one that I know we're not getting rid of. Trading places. Trading places. Yeah. Let's talk about trading places. Yeah. It's the trading trading places. Coleman. 1983. Written by Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrad. This was their second movie they ever wrote. Yeah. What was the first? Uh, some junkie movie. But they also did Brewster's Millions, Kindergarten Cop, and Space Jam. Wow. And they did it together. They were a team. Oh, yeah. I mean, why would you ever not? Isn't that awesome? Like that, That's a serious list. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, and of course... Of, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, I almost said Julia Roberts instead of um, Ophelia. I'm like, I can't think of her name. Jamie, right Lee, now. Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jesus. Oh, Ophelia. Max. Ophelia. A snobbish investor and a wily street con artist find their positions reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires. The Dukes. The Dukes. Mortimer and Ichabod. <laughs> Not Ichabod. <laughs> Randolph. Randolph. Yeah. You know, named Don- after the two hotel chains, right? Oh, cool. I, didn't I know believe that. so. Yeah. You yeah. know, Don Amici hadn't been in a movie for 15 years before no, this. He was. They made this movie yeah they i mean i love you need to hate them they're great yeah so i've had this conversation with you a number of times about what i would call perfect movies yep this is on my list so predator is the perfect action film agreed there's nothing about it i would change this might be the perfect comedy there is zero percent that i want to get rid of there's not a single part of this movie the pacing is perfect i love the philadelphia montage in the beginning it's i think what probably is the best part about this is that it's taking the idea of fish out of water, but showing it on both sides. There's a lot of movies where you just see like one half of the story. Yeah. There's a really good equal distribution of time spent watching the rise of Billy Ray and the fall of Winthrop. But you're you love both of them by the end too, right, which is right. rare. And and they, they come together and, and they then hate each oh, other. God, yeah, Max, this movie, <laughs> this movie's so good. What's your favorite scene? Oh Jesus Christ! When he hawks his watch is my favorite. This. <laughs> When he takes the watch in. It's Bo Diddley, right? Yeah. And and uh, he's like, man, that watch is so hot, it's smoking. And he's just like, hot. Do you mean to imply stolen? <laughs> and when he goes over, no, no, no. This is a rush for cod. The thinnest water-resistant watch in the world. His snottiness is incredible. Singularly unique, sculpted in design, handcrafted in Switzerland, and water-resistant to three atmospheres. This is the sports watch of the 80s. Retail, I don't even remember what the amount is. It was and, like $50,000. Yeah, Bill, Bo Dilly was like, you got a receipt? <laughs> I'll give you like uh, 300 bucks. Look, it tells time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Rome, and Stad. <laughs> 
<laughs> in Philadelphia, it's worth 50 bucks. <laughs> How much for that gun? How much for that gun? <laughs> so the best scene in the movie is unequivocally when Santa the Claus, salmon, yeah. the Santa Claus salmon yeah. scene. Yeah. Which I told you, one of my good friends dressed up as Santa for one of our <laughs> holiday parties at my old my old company, Got and, and, and he loves and he loves drinking. Yeah. And I'm like, please get <laughs> trading places drunk so that when someone looks at you, you're like, <laughs> did he? No, oh. he did act kind of weird around the office secretary when she sat on his lap. But that's a whole different story. Oh, God, yeah, it's, it was, it was it, HR. Uh, it was a huge mistake for me to hire him for the job. But he got a hundred dollar gift card and he got to eat and drink for free. So it's kind of a win win for him. So a cool little thing they were gonna have the baggage claim dudes in this movie be Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas as oh, the McKenzie brothers. As the McKenzie brothers, but that they did great. They just uh, they couldn't get it done. So greatest cameo ever in a film has got to be coming to America when you have Randolph we're and back. yeah, when they're like, we're back. So that leads why do to, I, why is it impossible for me to remember the brother's name when I always say Randolph and I can never remember to say his brother's name. Zachariah. Z- yeah. Amici. No. Well, I, can't, I can't remember Don Amici's right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's Amici's character. Yeah, it's, it's Duke. And, Duke. Wait, no, it's no, the Duke, the Duke brother. brothers. <laughs> it's it's Randolph and Mortimer. Mor- no. Morty. It's Rick and Morty. Rick and, Rick, Rick and Morty. What are their names? Mortimer and Randolph. Mortimer and Randolph. Yeah. I don't know why I Those can't Those are weird that. names. I know. But yeah. I should be able to remember it so let's keep it going coming to america is untouchable too right yeah it yeah. is it's it's perfect yeah so it's like you said it's the you know how that what trading place is a perfect comedy this is the perfect princess story is this a perfect rom-com would you consider this a rom-com i say like a fairy tale it's basically disney movie come to life with a little bit of an r oh a little bit of an r I mean, there's a lot of art in this movie. The royal swinky sh- the, 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 <laughs> I mean, full frontal nudity, a, a multiple full frontal nudity. Is there? There's the his John Amos just getting nude. No, there, <laughs> there's a uh, welcome to McDowell because you, you, you've seen this so many times. Yeah, on TV, not in like the theater or on actual DVD. But her sister goes topless at one point on oh, the jacuzzi too. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah there's a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But and then in addition to that, there's like a lot of like strong language, and you got Samuel Samuel. Jackson, yeah. who's amazing in this. <laughs> Joe so, Lewis is 135 years old. <laughs> that whole, okay, so <laughs> an extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York, and goes undercover to find a wife that he can respect for her intelligence and strong will. Uh, Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy, their chemistry in this movie is incredible. It's it's a wonder Arsenio Hall didn't become a great actor. I don't get it. You know, the TV show just took over. I think, you know, sometimes people get ooh, they ooh, get ooh. over overexposed. So I think like he was the hotness and they gave him the show and it was just too much. Too much. It wasn't spread out enough and i think he's hilarious i mean in this movie alone think crazy about, you disease rhinoceros I, pizzle i want you to think about this for a second that not only do the two characters that they play have chemistry with each other but then all of their secondary characters yeah. have chemistry with they each must other have been such good friends i mean how can you can you can you possibly be Welcome to the stage, Mr. <laughs> Randy Watson. Thank you, thank you. I believe the children are the future. Teach them well. Teach them well. <laughs> let them lead the way. Praise Jesus. Oh, my God. Just let your soul glow. Yeah, and also like the giant set piece dances, like the Paul Abdul. Which is wild that yeah. Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul was brought in to choreograph not only Coming to America, but there was like two Can't other Can't Buy movies. Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love, and there was one other. Um, come on, best of the best. Yes, <laughs> pop it. <laughs> Two steps forward, pop it. Did Did you do Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Is there a dance scene in there? I don't think so. Okay, Max, I can't believe I didn't know this one. <laughs> what is it? The best, the best of all three. <laughs> Shame on me. Ferris Bueller. No, way better. Uh, she did the choreographing for Howard the Duck, The Running Man. <laughs> For the dancers on the, the no show, way. yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, I hope you left some room in your stomach. 
I love The Running Man. It's really good. It's based. Is it based on a Stephen King novel? It is. Yeah. yeah. He under pseudonym. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cohagen. <laughs> Written his pen Sub name. Zero, now just regular, regular zero. zero. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't that sound like Stephen King? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he watches movie and he's no like, idea. he's like, Buzzsaw. he's like, God, what's that? He's like, you murdered my boy. Or what is I think Stephen King's probably got a pretty good attitude about this movie, considering how Maximum, Maximum Overdrive turned out. Yeah. yeah. I love that he was the guy at the ATM at the beginning of that movie. That was great. Yeah. He was in a phase. Uh, yeah. Coming to America is. So the other part about coming to America that you really have to respect is from a cultural standpoint, it was a movie that was like just dripping with African-American culture. Yeah. Forget the Africa part of it. Like just the Queens part of it, the family makeup, the McDowell's, like, yeah. like everything about it was like this single dad raising these two daughters. Everyone's intelligent. Everyone's intelligent. There's no, it, it just didn't feel like it was like stereotypical. It felt like it was really independent business owners, you know, like it, yeah. it was just. Per, per, so glow. It was, it was so glow. So was great. Glow. But that's the other thing too. It didn't take itself too serious. It was very funny. The whole, I, the, the black church kind of feel to it when they there and there is great too. The barber shop, right? That's the best. I mean, Eddie Murphy, I just want to go on record as a representative of the Jewish people. Eddie Murphy can go whiteface and imitate an old Jewish man anytime he wants. He sounds and looks like my grandfather. He just look, he looks he looks perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know, did you ever watch the Saturday Night Live skit where he dresses up as a white man for a day? No. It's really, really funny. <laughs> you need to watch it. It's really funny. Like they send him to a bank and he like goes to like take a loan out and they're like, oh no, we don't need to see anything. Here you go, sir. Here's the money. It's it's really good. I'm I, I mean, yeah, I, untouchable okay. movies, trading so places. We have our two definitive. Good. Let's get difficult now. So now we've got three left, and we have to kill two of them. Yep. I want. Yikes! I want to kill. Hold on. Them. Let's recap. Wait, wait. Hold on. Before we recap anything, let's take an ad. We gotta take an ad. We're 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 deep into the show. It's take, time to take a break. Take a knee. All right. Let's take a knee. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Buying a house is not easy. If you get the wrong one, you could be stuck with a movie or a house that you don't want to watch or be in. Yeah, it's not trading places where you just wake up and you own oh, a town. Oh, Coleman. <laughs> if the frozen orange juice market changes on you, you yeah. might have a totally different perspective on what kind of house you're looking for. And that's where you go to Simon and his team. They've got the best agents, the best legal, the best marketing. They are there to give you the best chance out there at getting the perfect house. Or if you got to get out of the house you're in right now because you want to move to some Caribbean island with your buddy and your butler... Who I guess is now your buddy because he's and got Jimmy money. Lee Curtis. It's kind of like you and I. So, anyways, if you want to be in that kind of situation, I feel like Coleman liked Billy Ray. Looking good, Billy Ray. <laughs> Feeling, Feeling good. good. Tell Simon the Buzz in the Tower sent you. Four hundred million in sales in twenty twenty one. A thousand homes sold. They're the best of the best, just like we are. Go out there, get them, and get your new house. All right, Max. We're it's, this is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. An American werewolf in London. Mm. Spies like us. Yep. The three amigos. So let's get together on something. I think we can. An American werewolf in Paris or London, wherever though. <laughs> no, I like in Paris. <laughs> well, do you know it was going to be in Paris? Like, oh, Paris? Well, because London wasn't going to get. Bon bon c'est toujours. <laughs> I know you spoke French. Not very little. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, yeah. six, yeah. six. That's, I'm, that's Spanish. That's Hispanic. Oh, whatever. Uh, You're Hispanic. <laughs> no, I'm not. My girlfriend's Cuban. My yeah. fiance. Whoa. Cubano. Oh, there you go. But uh, I'm glad we could talk about you being engaged. We'll have a little 35 Cuban minutes without. Yeah, but, <laughs> Max, come on. It's good. Nice mutton lettuce tomato sandwich. Butter Max. on the outside. Focus. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> Spicy mustard. Uh, so <laughs> where are we both going to agree? What are these three? An American werewolf in London. Got to keep it. No. Uh, Got to dump it. Dump it. Wowza. There is no plot 
There's no reason you care about anybody. It's a really sad ending. What whenever you were watching this movie, you go, I want to watch it again. I think you're having trouble appreciating it because it's the horror genre. No, no, it didn't freak me out. It's not not all horror films freak you out. I like the thing. I don't know, man. I you know I love that movie. Just Griffin Dunn as the mutilated friend. You like that part? I like everything about the movie. So first of all, the nurse is a little too quick to get in. No, to that's cahoots. that's standard uh, European travel. You've never been over to Europe. <laughs> that's literally. I have. I lived in Italy for a three months did you yeah allegedly all right let's let's back up so if we're going to talk about american <laughs> werewolf in london let's avoid that my no, favorite my favorite bar the slaughtered lamb yes this is uh david naughton jenny aguder and joe <laughs> joe Belcher. belcher real acting titans of their time max you remember that. stop it right now yeah name one other movie griffin dunn's in. i don't need to name anything that's not what the name of the show is it's not it's called name buzz in the tower two american college students on a walking tour of britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals werewolf. will admit exists. <laughs> Wolf, wolf, a werewolf, werewolf, wolf, <laughs> that none of the locals will admit exists. Yeah. I think in part you have to, you have to just appreciate the special effects piece of it. It is incredible. Like it's really at the time groundbreaking. Yeah. So the transformation of the face, that yeah. seven second shot. Yeah. Rick Baker spent months on it. And when he finally saw the shot, he's like, I spent all this time for this one seven second continual shot. But then he saw people's reactions to it and realized he'd done something great. Does it not mean anything to you that John Landis himself considers this to be his masterpiece? He seems like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else? Let's go over some facts before you decide to jettison this. Before we before we do that, let's talk about some interesting trivia. All the songs in the movie have the moon title in it. Uh, What's the one song that's in this movie? Moon something? No, isn't it? Werewolves of London? Yeah. Oh, woo, the werewolves, werewolves of London. London. I like it better in uh, Color of Money. <laughs> <laughs> what? I do. I just hate how much you hate this movie. I, it's sad at the end. And also, God, when he's transforming, he goes, I'm so hot! <laughs> I just laugh every time. And then you see his bare buttocks. I mean, it's the first film to earn the Academy Award for Best Makeup. The category was created in 81. This was the first film to receive it. Yeah, and I'm not... Saying that part wasn't incredible. Uh, all right. Name me a quote. Give me a quote. Ah, ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the werewolf in London. I don't know. Are you trying to save this? Because you have three amigos still. So uh, David Naughton got let go by Dr. Pepper because of this movie. What was he doing for Dr. He Pepper? He was their guy. Oh. Like he was the Dr. Pepper guy. He was like, drink Dr. Pepper. Like, yeah, basically. And when they saw him nude in this, they're like, they're like, see <laughs> you later. Sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is Landis's favorite movie. I think that that should hold some some serious strength to it. Are you? Do you want to keep it? Actually, I know you're hemming and hawing. You don't, because you got amigos to consider. Can I give you another cool fact? Sure. Unlike most films, this was filmed in sequence. Yeah, I don't get that. I need I need a film person. Anyone? I can explain to you why it would not be filmed in sequence. Yeah, why is it so much better to not film in it's sequence? It's all it's all budgeting and equipment. Location. So like yeah, so like if you're shooting a particular like type of scene, like let's say that in a movie you go back to a certain place in the beginning of the movie, the middle of the movie, the end of the movie, why not bang out all of those shots back to back so you have all of your shooting in one like if you're going back to the house three times, don't go all around the world and come back to the house in the middle and then go all the way back and come. Yeah, you know, I guess. that's why. That's that's it. It's really budgetary. I Boring. couldn't give you something sexier than that. That's the answer. <laughs> Put some stilettos on that answer. Uh, all right, look. So we're getting out of it. You are. You love Three, three Amigos is like one of your top 10 movies. Yeah. But so, I could make a case for keeping this over Spies Like Us. Are you serious? Yeah. Spies Like Us is incredible. And I know. But the Three Amigos <laughs> my favorite movies okay so let's talk all right fine i will get rid of an american werewolf in london okay grudgedly thanos has broke my heart now we got like street fighter 2 round one fight yeah okay um so now we're down to two movies with one that has to go spies like us spies like us and three and three amigos i already know what you want yeah spies like us i gotta i gotta put my feet i gotta put my foot down i got either three amigos so what makes 
the Three Amigos so special to you? Maybe should we talk about both of them before we get into let's, this? Let's talk about Three Amigos. Because really the argument's about the Three Amigos right now, right? Yes, it is. Because this one doesn't hit me in the right way. Not so much here or here, but oh, right, right here. here. Three actors accept an invitation to a Mexican village to perform their on-screen bandit fighter roles, unaware that this is an actual real thing. Steve Martin... As yeah. Lucky Day. Chevy <laughs> Chase is Dusty Bottoms. Great names. Martin Short as Ned Niederlander. Fantastic. Do you know Spielberg was considered to direct this? I believe it. And do you know who he wanted? No. He wanted Steve Martin, but Bill Murray as Dusty Bottoms and Robin Williams as Ned. Oh, my God. <laughs> would that have been better? <laughs> it would have been wild. I don't know if it would have been better, but it would have been wild. I can't picture Bill. No, Bill Murray could play stupid. Carl Steckler. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like. The Dalai Lama. <laughs> Do you even want facts? I mean, I've got some facts on this movie. Well, you didn't know it was written by Randy Newman. And, I did, that I didn't know. And Lauren Michaels. That I know. Yeah. I, I did know that. Um, this is the, to your point, the only film ever written by a composer Randy Newman is wild to me. The bats uh, hunted by Ned are actually fried bacon served on skewers. Delicious. Yes, that's very good. Um, <laughs> while singing the opening song, the three amigos simultaneously hold the high note for 14 seconds. That's important <laughs> to know that it was 14 seconds. Okay, so the singing bush. The reason I couldn't tell who it was is because it was digitally altered. Okay. Because it's not his, like, you've got a friend in me. (laughs) (laughs) So in the same vein that you said it needs to be important that Landis loved American Werewolf in London, Landis told Empire Magazine the studio took this film out of his hands and And edited edited it severely post-production. I know, I know. And also Chevy Chase told Roger Ebert behind the scenes of an interview he didn't think it's so hot. But he's he's crotchety. Yeah, but you can't evoke... This now, I mean, we got rid of an American werewolf in London, even though no, it's gone. Landis I can do what I want. Is. All right, let me just talk to you about why I love this movie. Okay, Chevy Chase is at his best when his ego doesn't interrupt his ability to take roles where he doesn't have to be the guy. Okay, he can so, be buffoonish. So interesting. So I am more of the overconfident, coolest guy in the room. No handsome way. Chevy Chase. No way. Your favorite Chevy Chase Caddy is Chef. Christmas. That's a lie. Your favorite Chevy Chase is Christmas Vacation. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's Caddyshack. No way. Ty Webb is the coolest person on the face of the earth. I disagree. I think push come to shove, if you had to Thanos snap between Christmas Vacation and Caddyshack, you'd keep Christmas Vacation. No. Really? Caddyshack in a million, a million out of a million. In a, in a million out of a million? I don't know. Yeah. Is that what it's, people say? I guess. My word mouth talks well. My favorite Chevy Chase is this buffoonish, not lead role. I like when Steve Martin's in charge. Yeah, I do love Steve Martin in charge. But of my days and my nights. But I like smart... And I see, I want Steve Martin in charge of me. No, but I like Roxanne and Parenthood Steve Martin. Give me intelligent, kind Steve Martin. I do. Planes, trains. He's he's evil in that. I know. I don't like that one. I You're never going to. No, no. We, this is this is the crux that I like sharp, witty people and you like people. What's your favorite? Your, what's your favorite Martin short movie? Oh, I was about to pepper you. I was about you like dumb people like you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Martin Short role? Uh, Inner Space. Damn it! It's really good. It's really good. I well, love Inner Space. He doesn't have very many good roles. In he's movies. really. He's great in Father of the Bride. Jimmy Glick makes me want to punch walls. <laughs> Clifford, you need to. I, you're him because you're him. I need to watch uh, Clifford. Can you just be a normal boy for one minute? I don't know, Max. I, I the the reason the reason for me that I love this movie so much mm-hmm. is because. They're just so great together. Their chemistry is incredible. I want to hang out with them. Like I watch spies. Like I love spies. God darn it. I love spies like us so much. Too. That Chevy, you know, blaming that, the fart. That, and- that Chevy is great. <laughs> the eye patch and his hand. No feeling in that hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
You didn't even get through why you love your amigos. I'm so upset right now. Well, no, you're musically inclined too. It is musical. Yeah, but there's that weird like Russian music that's in Spies Like Us. It's like getting drunk with the Russians. Yeah. You know, Spies Like Us was supposed to end with the world ending. I know. We can't get to Spies Like Us yet. Okay. Can I put a pin in yeah. Three Amigos and then we'll go to Spies Like Us and sure. then we'll come back to Am it? Am I converting you? I don't know. You don't want to be with the stupids? I do need to speak about Spies Like Us because I do love that movie. Oh, by the way, do you know John Landis made the stupids? No. The movie? No. Have you seen it? No. It's the worst movie Is of all time. Dinner with the Schmuckers? It's Tom, it's basically, it's Tom Arnold and his family. It's from a kid's book, like back in the day. I have no interest in that garbage. Like they meet a... <laughs> we're talking Landis 80s. I don't want to talk, other than a couple of movies here and there, the 80s were his sweet spot. Yeah. Two bumbling government employees think that they are US spies only to discover that they are actually decoys for nuclear war. It's kind of funny when you read the plot summary of this movie and the Three Amigos, it's the same thing. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a group yeah. of people that think they're doing one thing when they're not doing the other. Uh Dan Aykroyd and of course Chevy Chase, um Emmett Fitzhume and Austin Milbarge. <laughs> and it's like Fitzhume! a He was inspired by Bob Hope and Bing Crosby road movies. And that's why Bob Hope's in the movie a little oh, bit. Yeah? yeah. 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 So I really I really like the like they take us to Russia basically and take us like through the desert. And you know what I mean? It's just like this fun travel movie with two guys you really want to hang out with. You so, do you do have Frank Oz uh, with a ca- with a cameo as well, which is Oh, nice. where is he? Max, come on. He's Oh, the Proctor. The Proctor. Yeah. Proctor. <laughs> <laughs> and also Martin Brest is the uh security guard. Yes. Uh the movie was inspired by Bob Hope. You talked about uh Vanessa Engel's first movie. Angel, Angle, Sir Paul McCarthy did a track on this. Yeah. I, that still blows my mind. So when you go back, do you go back to Three Amigos very often? Do you watch it often? Yeah. Have you shown your kids? I No. I've watched the Three Amigos. Why? It's appropriate. I, I've watched Three Amigos and Spies Like Us once a year for the last 20 years of my life. So in your top three of what you quote the most, it's Three Amigos. Yeah. So I quote the Three Amigos way more than I quote Spies Like Us. Doctor. So I'm going to give it to you. Doctor a lot, though. So your passion for Three Amigos outweighs my passion for spies like us because spies like us is a top 20 movie for me and i've already made my case as to why i like the chevy chase in you, you know what it is i think i know what it is what is it i think it's i think it's because i enjoy the chevy chase and the three amigos so much more than the one in spies like us for me spies like us Ackroyd carries the movie more than chase does no yeah that's how i feel about it chevy when he's funny he's hilarious yeah. Ackroyd carries when i say carries the movie here's what i mean the movement of the story is driven by Ackroyd. Ackroyd, yeah. Ackroyd is doing like he's carrying the story. He's, he cares. He's he's the the glue of it, right? He's a straight man. And if you're going, if you're if you're putting them next to each other, I love Dan Ackroyd. I really do. I'll take Steve Martin over Dan Ackroyd. If you just match up, Ooh. if you match up the athletes in the game, and your options are either Dan Ackroyd or Steve Martin. And I Martin Short. How do you not go with Steve Martin and Martin Short over Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd burns brighter. Steve Martin burns longer. And you get the X, you get the third. What? You get Martin Short. I don't like Martin Short in anything besides Inner Space. Oh, come on. What? Name another movie. Three Amigos. Name another one. Uh, <laughs> True Luck with um, What's-His-Face from Predator 2. <laughs> Gary Busey? <laughs> No. Bill Paxton? No, from Lethal Weapon. Uh, Murtaugh. Oh. Why can't oh. think? Oh, uh, <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. You've never seen True Luck? No. <laughs> you need to watch True Luck. I think it's called True Luck. Let me double check. Pure Luck. Okay. Pure Luck, not yeah. True Luck. I was thinking of True Lies. Pure Luck. I mean, that uncut Pure Luck. No, Max, it's absurd. It's like really absurd. My but... name is Buck and I like some luck. And do you know what Martin Short's name is in this movie? Proctor! <laughs> Oh, that's where you quote that from? No, oh. it's from Police Academy. Oh. But his name happens to be Proctor in here too, and it's just yama, really funny. Yama, to me. Yama, yama. Tick the hot. 
<laughs> Steve Gutenberg for the win. Oh my God! Citizens on patrol. <laughs> bum 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 bum. Zed. <laughs> okay, so we have spies like us out. I'm fair. I'm I'm okay with that. Dear God, we've done it. Yeah, we've snapped. I feel good. You know, because he has two that are so far and above. And right. And also, I mean, three amigos. The amount of love it gets online is crazy. Yeah. Like, you will forever, if you see those costumes, you know You'll what I know mean? exactly what it is. Yeah. So, the family guy did a whole thing on Spies Like Us, like a whole episode yeah, on Spies it. Yeah, Spies Reminiscent of And us. I feel like a lot of people had no idea what that was. But if you show those three amigos, yep. you always know. Always. It's the three amigos. And amigos forever will be. Max, uh, I will do a quick recap of who he killed and who he kept. Starting in chronological order, we uh, murdered the Blues Brothers. We murdered an American werewolf in London. London Petty. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. We kept trading places, thank God. <laughs> we murdered into the night. We murdered spies like us. We kept the three amigos and we kept coming to America. I feel good. Did I miss anything? Yeah. No. Yeah? No? No. On that note, why don't we see what our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight has to say? Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is D, Roby, and B, the co-hosts of Text, Lies, and Videotape. <laughs> really good. Did I say that right? Yeah. It's a mouthful. You know, I'm not good with the words and such. Well, you know what it's from, right? Yeah. Sex, yeah. Lies, and Videotape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm dirt. Soderberg. You can check out their podcast on any podcast platform. It's called Text, Lies, and Videotapes. Old friends B. Evans and D. Roby discussed the books, games, and movies that filled their formative years, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, often contrasting them with today's content. So they do a little mix and match, right? Like so Predator and Prey. You got it. Alien versus Arachnophobia, Dark versus Jedi, Batteries versus Short Circuit. Uh, they they got, had a great taste. Yeah, they did. I love Batteries Not Included. Yeah. Batteries Not Included versus Short Circuit would be a fun episode to do, by oh the way. Oh, my God. I am excited to see how they uh, how they mashed this potato. Why don't we uh, pop on and listen to it? <laughs> gobble, gobble. This is D. Roby. This is B. And we're the hosts of Text, Lives, and Videotape. We'd like to thank Mo and Max for giving us this brief moment with the Infinity Gauntlet. We have been given the power to Thanos snap half of John Landis's 80s output. Let's see. We're definitely going to lose Amazon women on the moon. That's not a baby. That's a Mr. Potato Head. Harry, call the hospital administrator. Into the night. We do understand each other, don't we? Oh. Well. Twilight Zone, the movie, for obvious reasons. Wait, wait, wait. Who's John Landis? Is he that guy from that Muppet movie? Mm, Well, he didn't make the Muppet movie. He had a cameo in it. He directed Trading Places. Dude, that movie was awesome. Wait, wait, Trading pl- Hold on. Give me that gauntlet. I have an idea. We're wasting this power. All right. Thank you. All right. Trading the Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Places with Animal and Gonzo. Wait, what? You heard me. Sure. We're trading the three amigos, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short with Fozzie Bear, Kermit, and Miss Piggy. We picked up a weirdo. Are you are you serious? Oh yeah, the Muppets Rock, dude. One of John Landis's best films. We're gonna make them all Muppets. All right. Well, I guess that happened. It happened. We want to thank our guests Mo and Max from Text Lives and Videotape. Be sure to catch me and B on another episode of Buzz in the Tower, wherever the podcasts roam. Peace.
Later. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We have a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, <laughs> and we're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> the word of the day. Ah! Not from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, yeah, right. You idiot. <laughs> you absolute idiot. It's Kermit E. Frog. <laughs> the word of the day. God. Well, they hit your sweet spot. Uh, they did. Yeah. It's almost like they were planning for it. Wow. So I, we should have clarified to toss out. Amazon Women from the Moon and other stuff as well. I, I, like, like, the, I, I, I like the creativity. Yeah. Get the Muppets in there. What am I ever going to say no to a Muppet? Uh, their podcast is hilarious. If you dig what we do, check them out, please. Uh, text, lies, and videotape. And uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show and flexing and peacocking in front of all of our listeners. We appreciate it as always. I have to tell you, the gauntlet's got some uh, strength. We should bring it back. I like this idea. It of is making, fun. Like we'll call it the Muppet like mutation of a movie like i'm trying to think of other movies i'd love to throw muppets into um terminator yeah <laughs> animals predator <laughs> predator animal yeah animal works in anything yeah beaker me. Be- beaker <laughs> <laughs> he'd make a great predator <laughs> it works. okay max well on that note uh I can gonzo and aliens uh, game yeah. over man yeah, there you go there you go that's a great gonzo by the way is that his voice no not at all but you also think that this Game is Pee Playhouse. Yeah, no, it's Pee Wee's Playhouse. Get out of bed! <laughs> goodbye. No, it's not goodbye. No. There's a whole section we have to do before we end the show, you ape. <laughs> I get nervous. I always forget to make an ending. Can you uncross your arms and just relax, please? Jesus. <laughs> You need to go watch Clifford again. Max, that concludes the show. As always, we want to thank everybody for listening and remind you that if you've not yet followed or subscribed, head on over and do that. Leave us a review. Check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Head on over to our Patreon. Join memberships as low as $3 a month. If you do it in bulk for a year, we discount it because that's the kind of people we are. Max is not eating a good meal in months. This whole wedding thing has had him stressed to the nines. So please, please drop him some love. Uh, other than that, Max, I got nothing. Uh, how do you want to end this butte of a show? It's so hot in here. <laughs> Don't make fun, don't make fun of my favorite movie. Let me expose my bare bottom. He didn't wear underwear, did he? Or did he just strip it off so fast? All right, Max. I know how I'm going to finish. Okay. In a way, all of us has an El Guapo to face. For some, shyness might be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. For us, El Guapo is a big, dangerous man who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. I like it. I like it. Well done. (laughs) You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.